Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Luke, chapter 1. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord on Christmas Day. Luke 1, beginning at verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Since I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born, will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. It was necessary that the Son of God be born into this world. If there was to be salvation, the forgiveness of sins, relationship restored with the Father, with God, the Creator of all things, the creator of humanity. For humanity had fallen, having taken the bait of Satan, Adam and Eve partaking of that which God told them not to. You can read all about it in the book of Genesis come January 1st as you begin your Bible reading for 2023. Is necessary. Sin took over, and sin separated us from God. It was necessary that the Son of God be born into this world if there was to be forgiveness of sins, the penalty for sin dealt with and paid for. Jesus had to come. Jesus came into this world, as we've read, conceived of the Holy Spirit, 
carried in the womb of Mary, the maidservant of the Lord. If we can hear the Spirit today, the Christ in her, the hope of glory. The child Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with both God and man. Many of us here today, we know the history. At the age of 33, he surrendered to the cross to pay for our sins. The good news of the gospel is the news of the greatest gift of all. The greatest gift we could ever receive. The greatest gift anyone could ever receive. Emmanuel, God with us. God dying for us, buried in a tomb, and on the third day, as he said, Jesus, he rose from the grave. The greatest gift of all, Jesus. The greatest gift of all, salvation. I wonder, have you received your gift? The gift that God has extended to you, this Jesus. The door is open for now because of Jesus, because he came to this world. It's a scripture many know, John 3.16. Perhaps it's the only one you know. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that is the gift, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Son of God came to seek and to save the lost. The love of the Father and the Son carried that love into this world. 1 John 3.16, By this we know love, because He laid down His life for us. Thank Jesus that he came. The love of God is extended to us. It's extended to you today. The greatest gift of all, and the gift is ours. If we choose, if we choose to accept it. You know, this time of year, we see nativity scenes. Nativity sets, in shops, on cards, on decorations, on lawns, and in homes, on mantles. Various characters in the nativity scene. We see the ox and sheep, shepherds and wise men, angels. Mary and Joseph, and in the center of it all, at the center of it all, the focus of every other character, Jesus. The greatest gift. Luke 2, verses 1 to 7, and it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be registered. 
This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Such a humble scene, a humble beginning for the Son of God in this world. If we would have wrote the story, we'd have placed him in the inn. But it's not what God had in mind. For Jesus Christ is humble and meek, and he came as the servant king. You think about it today. God in flesh, the Son of God in human hands. And there he lay, wrapped in cloths, when born into this world. And there came a day when he was wrapped in cloths again. Two times laid on wood, once as a baby, once as a man. Two times wrapped in cloths, once as a baby, and once as a man. Luke 2, beginning at verse 8, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste. Be reminded today that there's an immediateness about the call. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Any shepherds out in the field today? Any blue-collar workers? You know, the reality is we all shepherd things in this life. There we are in the field of life, tending that which belongs to us, flocks, herds. And all we are are shepherds, common folk, going about daily routine, the duties and tasks of life, taking care of that which is Ours. Shepherds without divine purpose. Shepherds that themselves are as lost sheep. We've all wandered and gone astray. We all like sheep. But there is hope today for every shepherd tending their flocks. we'd behold and if we'd listen, if we'd hear the good news today, if we'd go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, listen, there is hope for the Lord makes this known to shepherds. If you can hear the Spirit of the Lord today, He meets them in the field. He meets them in the ordinary. He meets them in the night. He meets them when they aren't even on the lookout for any happening. Any shepherds in the field today? Every shepherd, for we all shepherd things in this life. Every shepherd needs the Lamb of God. Jesus lying in a manger. The nativity scene. Any wise men studying the heavens today? Aspiring astronomers? Seasoned astronomers? Or perhaps there are wise guys present. Matthew 2, beginning of verse 1. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to do what? To worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born so they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. 
And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you've found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Wise men. It's been said, wise men still seek him. Yes, when wise men seek our king, they are wise indeed. Who are we in the story today? In the scene. Wise men seek him, not the wise in their own eyes, but those that will see the sign of heaven and journey to worship him. The wicked king, wicked ruler said, bring back word. <laughs> I want to know where this child is. He had no intent of worshiping the Christ child. He wanted to take him out. Note today, the devil would like you to give the child up, to have him slayed as a baby before he becomes your savior. And if we read the text, and if we catch the text, it clearly says that they took another way that day. I'm not trying to stretch the text. These wise men followed the star till it came and stood over where the child was. We read it again. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Wise men follow. Wise men fall down and worship. Wise men open their treasures to him. Wise men present gifts to him. And wise men such as these will dream divine dreams. And wise men will live out those dreams from that day forward, taking another way. The nativity scene. What about Joseph? You know, Joseph had a situation on his hands. How would he respond? 
How would he move in light of what was taking place? It would take surrender. It would take obedience. It would take faith. It would take courage. It would mean trusting in God, relying on His Word and His visitation. Commitment to God. It would take humility. Matthew 1, beginning of verse 18, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Joseph. Joseph accepted the call of God. The call of God for that moment in time, the call of God for his life. He moved in a righteous manner. He moved in line with what God asked of him. And the truth today is this. We could all take a lesson from the man Joseph. A man more concerned with the plan of God than his own plan. I mean, this rocked his world. What we see is he was obedient and he surrendered. A man more concerned with the plan of God than his own plan, than his own reputation. Than the pride of mankind. Let's be like Joseph. Let's accept the call of God. Let's trust in the word of the Lord. Let's move in righteousness. Let's do what we're called to do. Mary, Virgin Mary, what a call on her life. Back to our text from the beginning. 
And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. What a call. Mary was just a young woman at this point. What a call. Listen to these words. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. For with God, nothing will be impossible. This is still happening today to those who will accept the call of the Lord. Whatever the Lord would have for us, whatever He would call us to do, commission us to do, whatever role the Lord would have us fulfill as His plan unfolds in the earth. And listen to her response. Lord, let it be ours. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Would we answer? Would we answer today? Behold the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. If we can hear the Spirit of the Lord today, as Mary, if we too would carry the Christ, the hope of glory, there might be the birthing of an opportunity for others as Emmanuel comes alive in our world. Even if there are questions and ridicule and rejection, we must carry the Christ. Emmanuel, God with us. The hope of glory, Christ in us. We're going to have the worship team return today. The words of the prophet Isaiah have come to pass. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name 
will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Everlasting Father, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. You know, think about it today. Unto us, the Son of God was given. Unto us, he's so wonderful. He's so wonderful. What a counselor we have. This mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Whoever we are in the scene today, Let's fill our place. Let's take our place in the scene. Jesus is the Savior of all. There is salvation in no other name. Whether or not we accept the greatest of all gifts, the truth remains Jesus is our Savior. We're not saved until we accept him as our Savior. This greatest of all gifts. I want to share these words with you today. But why is it that the coming of Christ into the world is the occasion of joy? The answer is as follows. First, because it is ever more a joyous fact that God should be in alliance with man, especially when the alliance is so near that God should, in very deed, take our manhood into union with his Godhead, so that God and man should constitute one divine, mysterious person. Sin had separated between God and man, but the incarnation bridges the separation. It is a prelude to the atoning sacrifice, but it is a prelude full of the richest hope. From henceforth, when God looks upon man, he will remember that his own son is a man. From this day forth, when he beholds the sinner, if his wrath should burn, he will remember that his own son as a man stood in the sinner's place and bore the sinner's doom. As in the case of war, the feud is ended. When the opposing parties intermarry, so there is no more war between God and man because God has taken man into intimate union with himself. Here and then, there was cause for joy. Rejoice. Rejoice ye who feel that ye are lost. Your Savior comes to seek and save you. Be of good cheer, ye who are in prison, 
for he comes to set you free. Ye who are famished and ready to die, rejoice that he has consecrated for you a Bethlehem, a house of bread. And he has come to be the bread of life to your souls. Rejoice, O sinners everywhere, for the restorer of the castaways, the Savior of the fallen is born. Joy. Join in the joy, ye saints, for he is the preserver of the saved ones, delivering them from innumerable perils, and he is the sure perfecter of such as he preserves. Jesus is no partial Savior, beginning a work and not concluding it, but restoring and upholding, he also prefects and presents the saved ones without spot or wrinkle or any such thing before his Father's throne. Rejoice aloud, all ye people. Let your hills and valleys ring with joy, for a Savior who is mighty to save is born among you. Hallelujah. You know, whether in the manger or on the cross, wherever we see Jesus, we see salvation. Let's stand in the house of the Lord today. Lord, we give you glory. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your son, the greatest gift of all. I pray, Lord, that we would never lose the wonder of this miracle. How incredible that you would send your son into this world for us.